Welcome to Lawler Out Loud, and thank you for listening. I'm your host, Christy Lawler, and this podcast focuses on highlighting the amazing men and women that make a difference in the world. And we hope to prove that every single person has the power to make a difference and make an impact. Today's guest is Beth Burkowski. First, let me thank you, Beth, for joining us today to share your story and your experiences and all your ideas about the world. Hi, Christy. Thanks so much for having me on. Oh, I'm so glad that you're a part of this. Um, so we'll dive right in. Um, I would like for you to start by telling everyone a little bit more about yourself. Obviously, I know you, but what would you, um, how would you describe yourself? Like, what's your history? What's important? Oh, gosh. Um, yee, I am. Um... <laughs> yee. Okay, we start with ye. <laughs> I absolutely, uh, yeah, I'm talking about myself is not something I, I like to do. So this is very, very difficult for me, um, about myself, um, girl, uh, I don't know. <laughs> okay. What makes Beth Beth? What is, what, what is your, what's your jam, man? Like, where are you from? Where'd you go to school? What do you do for a living? What's, what's important to you? Um, from Ohio. I live in Texas now. Uh, went to school in Ohio at Bowling Green State. Um, I work in the beverage industry. Uh, what's important to me? Um, gosh. Uh... <laughs> okay. You're so funny. Sorry, I, I absolutely suck at this. Um, what's important? You do not. Um, gosh, uh, yeah. Okay, uh, I know that like veterans affairs are very important to you. Yeah, they're they're important to me. Definitely, that would definitely. Yeah. Bikers' yeah. rights very important to you. <laughs> well, I wouldn't say that so much. Just more as. From the Americans, American people's rights. Yeah. If well, anything. Sense. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, okay. So, what, so one of the things I find so interesting about you is that you're like a total biker chick um, with your Harley and your road trips. I mean, that is, that's something that's pretty unique. I'd love to hear more about that. Um, it's just really, it's just a hobby. It's my way of escaping and getting away from the mundanes of life really yeah. is what what it all boils down to you know everyone's got to have some kind of release and that's that's where mine's at yeah oh that's I, I love that though I think it's super cool I would be terrified to do it so I <laughs> I admire that about you because I feel like you're a much braver human than I am um, no. and I also think I would crash a lot because well you know I'm clumsy <laughs> yeah people, people definitely do that yes <laughs> No, but it's expected to take that risk. Same as you, when you get into a vehicle, you take the risk of crashing. Yeah. Yeah, I just uh, feel I feel like a vehicle, you know, that metal cage surrounding me gives me this sense yeah. of safety, you know. Um, so you've been you've been in, in the beverage industry for a really long time. And mm -hmm. you are one of the people that I admire for your skill set, your ability to connect with others your ability to sell without ever selling. I love your style. 
Um, so I'd like to know kind of how you got into this um, as a career field. Yeah, you know, it wasn't planned by any means. Um, it was more on accident, if anything. I just found my way into the distributor side of the of the beverage industry and then worked my way through that and more just making connections with people, really, if anything. So and from a selling aspect, or aspect, I would just say, you know, I treat people how I would want to be treated. And, and if, it, if I can't provide them with something that's useful, then I really shouldn't be providing them anything. You know, if they don't have a use for it or it can't help their business, then there's really no need. And I just, and then I kind of go down the path of, well, I'm not going to waste your time on the thing. I think that's what makes people respect you so much because there isn't always that level of transparency and authenticity. Um, yeah. Just being around, being in the industry myself for so long, that is lacking. And that's what makes you so unique is because you really are honest. You tell people, yeah. you're like, hey, this is what I'm selling. If it doesn't make sense for you, that's okay. This is what I think you would need to do to keep a well-rounded program. And I admire that. And I know your buyers do too. Yeah, I would say they do because they get really surprised when I start talking to them about the beverage industry as a whole or their program as a whole, where I'm telling them, okay, you've got some gaps with these different types of spirits or these styles of drinks. And they get really surprised when it has nothing to do with what I'm representing. So, but that to me is just being a good partner in everything. Yes. Yes. But that doesn't, I'm, I'm telling you, honestly, it doesn't happen that often. Um, yeah. <laughs> so I want to know a little bit about where you find your inspiration in your life and how you discovered it in the first place. Um, I would say my inspiration and really the foundation of, of everything I do is really just my faith. It keeps me honest. It keeps me on the right path. It keeps me doing what kind of going back to, you know, doing selling people but not selling people, you know, offering them things that are good for them. Kind of back to that. I want to, I want to be sold the way that I would want to be, you know? So it really goes back to just yeah. good foundation of, of being honest and having good ethics and high morals and, and not being a, excuse me, not being a shitty person, you know, I know. <laughs> I'm with you. I'm yeah, with you. I mean, no, you this can, is what, this is, you can make me admire well. you so much. I mean, you can relate to that. Definitely. You know, there are times when we screw up, but we got to own it instead of like a lot of people might hide behind something so that they don't have to own their mistakes. But we just step and be like, yep, I screwed that one up and own it and kind of fix it and go on. And it's almost easier yeah. to do it that way. So, yeah, I would say it's just everything inspiration wise, just really is grounded in, in my faith and everything. So that's that's beautiful. I love that. Um, so I think you're one of my favorite people because if you, you manage to always, I don't, I don't, I don't sugarcoat stuff with you. I tell you how it is. I know. Well, I appreciate that, but I love like when something just goes completely sideways on you, your approach with using humor to like work your process through it. I love that. So the next thing I was going to ask you is uh, if you can give me an experience where you turn something negative into a positive. Um, I think you do that every day, but I'd love if you have one that sticks out. Um, negative that I've turned into a positive. 
Oh, goodness. I'm trying to think. There was, well, I've got a few negatives. I mean, I know how I came out of them, but I didn't, I don't know, necessarily say it was positive in the outcome. <laughs> but I mean, I owned the, I owned the blunder. That's for sure. That was a really hard one to swallow. Um, it would probably be the time when, when I was having a, a candid conversation with, with a, a counterpart of mine in the industry in a public place. And lo and behold, HR ears were sitting right next to us and neither of us even knew it. And, oh. you know, me being candid and, you know, just kind of venting to a counterpart turned around and bit me later on when I got the phone call from HR. I was like, you know, first and foremost, that was me venting and, you know, I, I, I need that right to be able to vent. It's nothing personal. I'm not harming the company. And I owned it and it sucked and it made me look really, really bad. But even when the, the person that was the topic of discussion called me and confronted me on it, I owned it. I'm like, yes, that is exactly how I feel. And that's how I see you. And, you know, what are you going to do to change it? Because that's how I see this. Well, so, that's, I really, I like that though. That is a positive though. Cause yeah. you could have just kind of put your tail between your legs, so to speak. And just been like, okay, I didn't mean it, but sticking your ground, that's a big thing because that just adds to your credibility as a human. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. I mean, it was, it's still, even to this day, it, it came back and even bit me years later, almost four years later when that same person was a hiring manager and I was going after the, after the job and well, they didn't even give me the time of day. So wow. It's like, you know, it just reinforces everything that I had initially said. So, yeah, but you were probably, you were probably, yeah, it probably wasn't the right fit either. No, definitely not. So So I know that you're in semi-transition I mean you've already made the transition but so my next question may be a little hard for you to answer but I want to know if you'll answer it anyway so if you weren't doing your current job and you had no restrictions what would you do I would do charity work if I had no restrictions and I wouldn't have to worry about how to pay my bills and pay my mortgage and put fee on the table then I would do charity work hands down oh my gosh any particular kind um, no, not really. Um, it would, it, it would be more so, uh, smaller charities or ones where that don't have the spotlight. Like it would not be any of the big charities by any means because they already get enough funding as it is. It would be, it would be charities that don't get that funding that just need help and to survive kind of thing. Or even if it wasn't an organized charity, it would be just going out and helping homeless people or doing things at a soup kitchen or volunteering my time at a food pantry, even just doing stuff like that. Yeah. Just making a difference. Yeah. You know, it's funny because people out there. Yeah. Well, Lauren said the exact same thing. She's like, I would do a lot more charity work. And I'm like, girl, you're already like running the show. Mm -hmm. Um, But I love that. This is, this is why I think I connect with, with all of my favorite women so well. Um, So next question, do you have any regrets, anything that you wish you could go back and change or something that happened in the past that you will definitely learn so much from it? You would definitely never do it again. Um, I, w- I don't have any regrets. I mean, some of them, I, some of the decisions I might've made in the past, I'm like, well, that was a pretty crappy decision. 
but I wouldn't say that I regret them or would go back and change them for a different outcome because they helped build who I am. I've learned something from it in one way or another to help me become who I am. And even the mistakes I'm going to make in the future, same, same thing. They're going to help me, you know, better myself. So yeah, it's awesome. I wouldn't change any of them. No, no regrets. What whatsoever. Yeah. I, I feel like I live that way as well. I think a lot of people do. It's interesting to see like so far, all of these interviews that I've done, not a single person has had any regrets in spite of like, Oh yeah, I made a, like you said, a really crappy decision and yeah. it had a negative outcome, but I don't regret it because if that hadn't happened, I wouldn't have learned this from it. I wouldn't be here now. I wouldn't be in the position that I'm in. Yeah. So exactly. looking at exactly. like, yeah. Yeah. Cause I mean, I, I haven't met a human yet that can't admit that they've made a bad choice once or twice in their life. And right. I think that's where we grow, right? That's where we yeah. develop. That's where and we I, learn about ourselves. I think we learn more about ourselves and about life in general when the crappy stuff happens. I mean, it's true. Yeah. Even, even when, when I lost my brother to cancer, I mean, it really showed just, just how strong or the strength that I had in me that, I probably would never have known if that hadn't happened. And again, yeah. absolutely shitty situation, but I learned a lot from it. Yeah. Well, so. I'm sorry for your loss, but you have a really good, you do have a really good outlook on life. I admire it a lot. You always make me laugh. Everything. Even when oh, you're stuck on an airplane. What's that? I said right back at you. That's why we mesh so well. Yeah, Totally. I just, even if you're sitting on a crowded plane to Orlando full of children, you still manage to deal. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah, you have to. You have to. Yeah. yeah. It's, just, it's just keeping so, things, just being honest, you know, throwing yeah. the PC crap out the window and just being honest. So tell me a little bit about, um, so I always ask, like, what would you want the people listening to this? What would you want them to know about you? If you're a total stranger, what is the critical element to Beth Borkowski's personality? Like, what is the thing that they're either going to immediately engage with you or disengage? And you would want them to know this. Ew. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's another one of those tell me about yourself questions. Yes, um, it is. Because this is about you. <laughs> Yeah. I'm like, I don't even, I don't even know what, you know, when I first meet someone, I don't really, I think it would be, don't be fake. If you're, if you're just getting to meet me or getting to know me, what, what, no matter what your um, reasoning is or what brought us together, don't be fake. Um, because then I lose uh, all respect for you when, when you're fake or you're not honest or you're not real. So I would say, yeah. Just be real. Just be who you are. If you if you feel like you need to say something, as long as it's not inappropriate or not inappropriate for the situation you're in, then just say it. You know, it's yeah. you know, and you know, and if you're in a conversation that you're going back and forth with someone, you don't always have to agree with them. You don't have to say I agree or you're right just to have the conversation. You know, if you don't agree with them, say so, but make sure you have a reason. So, yeah, and it's okay. It's okay to yeah, not agree with everybody, everybody oh, yeah. on every point. 
Yeah. So that, well, I want to know, um, because this is something I struggle with, is if you've discovered that someone has misrepresented themselves and they're fake or false in their delivery or what are their words, do they get a second chance? Do they get to come back and make good? Do you believe that they maybe were having a bad day and they gave you the wrong impression? Do they, do they have a second shot? They do, but it's a very guarded and closely watched one. Yeah. And I say that simply yeah. because my my inhibitions have yet to steer me wrong. Like if I get a bad vibe about someone, I might just kind of let it go. But I stand back and I just watch them. I'm like, yep, sure enough. So, yeah. Do you have an example where like somebody has you, you've kind of overcome that original uh, impression, or maybe they did something that was just not okay. Have you do have an experience where someone's been able to kind of come back from that? No. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love the honesty. I know. I I don't. I I'd, I'd like to say that I do, but I don't know if I do. Either. No. I mean, I've given because this. It's really chance. hard. Yeah, I've given the second chance for that person, though, just their true colors to come back around. And it just yeah. reinforced my initial, you know, decision to be like, no, I don't have room in, in my, in my, my pile for you. So. Right. Yeah. 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 I mean, I'll Once probably give I... someone that opportunity to, you know, prove me wrong, which yeah, do it, go for it. I would love, I would love for you to prove me wrong, but. It has yet to hand. So, yeah. Yeah. No, I definitely understand because I'm one of those people where I give you 100% trust up front. Like, I don't yeah. assume you're lying. But if yep. you give me yep. a reason to lose faith in you, it's really hard for me to, to get that back. Agreed. You know? Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I put a high level of importance on the fact that I trust people. <laughs> so please oh, yeah. don't, please don't make me sad. Don't. <laughs> I'm going to trust yeah. you from the get go. So don't give me a reason not to. Exactly. Exactly. So it's just, it's fascinating because they feel like we're so different in so many ways and we've been friends for so long. And yeah, we're so similar in so many ways with our approach to people, even though our our ideas are separate. Yeah. The way we approach people is really, I mean, like we're cut from the same cloth. Oh yeah. That's why I wanted to know. Very, very much. (laughs) I've never been able to overcome it. <laughs> um, but yeah, cool. Okay, so tell me what you're doing now. I am working on setting up files for my new job. And what's the new job? I'm working, uh, going to work for a company called American Beverage Marketers. They do uh, mixers for for beverages. Doesn't have to be alcohol, but just cocktails or mocktails or whatever you want to call them. Basically everything in the glass besides, besides ice and booze. Yeah. And they're fantastic products. I just saw a couple of them last week uh, or earlier this week, I suppose. Oh, cool. At the core dinner. Yeah. 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 I told them I, they made a good choice. They knew yeah. that. I oh, thank that. you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm excited for it to get, to get going and kicked off and everything. I've had a nice few days off and now I'm ready to get back into it. You're fresh. Yes, definitely. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. So, yeah. 
Yeah. Well, I want to know. Oh, thank you so much for this. And if people want to learn more about anything about you or just talk to you or become your new best friend, how can they reach you? Uh, the best way to reach me really would be through LinkedIn. Um, I would say, you know, use my email, but <laughs> people trying to actually spell my name right is going to be crazy ridiculous. So I would say the best way to reach me is just LinkedIn, you know, search Beth Borkowski and that's the best way to get me. Yeah. Sounds yeah. good. And then they can see all about your, your incredible oh, history and all the companies yeah. you've worked with and yeah. the brands and you've sold. And I actually had a woman get a hold of me recently who was out job searching. And, you know, after I did some research on her, I kind of find out we knew several of the same people. So I was actually able to point her towards uh, the different job openings out there, which was nice. Oh, good. Yeah. That's really cool. I like yeah. that. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for yeah. just being thank a part you. of this, for joining me and mm. for being a part of my tribe and my inner circle of trust. Um, and for being a part of the witty group and everything that you do to support oh, us. And gosh, you've done amazing things. Of course, I'm going to support that. Just amazing things. Thank you. It means a lot to me, especially from somebody yeah. I admire so much. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. And well, maybe maybe next time and uh, once your podcast gets going more, we'll, we'll revisit the, hey, tell me more about yourself and see if it goes any different. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You should spend yeah. more time thinking about yourself. Clearly, you're stupid yeah. thinking about everybody else. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. Well, so. I'm excited for you and, and for your new role with, with ABM and I'm Thanks. excited to work together in a new capacity on the same account. And Definitely. thank you so much for being a part of this. You're welcome, hon. Anything, anything for you. Always happy to do it. Ah, thanks. Well, thank you all for tuning in to Lawler Out Loud, Mixing Up the Mainstream.